0: Welcome to Destiny Revival Ministries Sermon of the Week. Thank you for joining us. You can stay up to date through our social media or give from the link in the details. We hope this message blesses you. Somebody say, make the vision clear. Uh, this is something that the Lord put on my heart last night Um, And not just last night, we just wanted to have it here for you to see. Uh, How many of you realise the Bible says in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2, it says, write down the vision and make it clear. Okay, let me go ahead and get that up here for you. I want to read that to you. That's why I was having some issues here from, um, I believe it is from the New Living Translation. And I'll get it up here. Thank you for your patience. We are... Having some technological issues here, but we we're there. Thank you, Father. We're there. Okay. In the New Living Translation, the Bible, uh, the Bible says that. Then the Lord said to me, "Write, write my answer plainly on tablets, so that a runner can carry the correct message to others." I, I really like that a lot. It says here again, "Write my answer plainly." This is the Lord speaking. Write my, write down the vision on plainly on tablets, so that a runner or the runners, all right? Somebody say runners. Runners. So that the runners can carry the correct message to others. And so we're gonna continue. I'm gonna get out of here. Um, I'm just kind of wanting to lay a foundation, probably gonna go in between crossing over kings, uh, you know, royal priesthood. We're gonna get into all of that probably as the Lord allows me this morning. But I wanted to just quickly lay the foundation about making the vision clear. So one of the things that you're gonna find here and from the voices that God is raising up in this house, uh, which are many, and we wanna make room for people to be used by the Lord. So we're making the vision very clear. And just like you heard me talking about Jesus at the pool of Bethesda and the other people all having their eyes on Amen, we are setting up a foundation for a ministry. And you can call us church. I mean, hey, we're a gathering of believers, uh, more than just church or the ecclesia, which we don't wanna get technical, you know, let's not split hairs on stuff. We're a church, but 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 we're a family and we do life together and we are doing kingdom business together. But inside of this family, there is a sound that is being released in the culture of this house. We have a culture here that is open for sons and daughters to be raised up and to be used for the Kingdom of God. Are you with me? And so I want us to understand that our attendance or our capacity to be here is we don't show up on Sunday mornings because oh so we we hear Pastor Mark is going to be out of town because part of the other gift of God that's on my life is that you know on occasion which happens to be at least once a month on average God is calling me out of out of you know I'm, I'm in Virgi- I was in Virginia this, the month before that I was in Iowa I've got some stuff coming up right here in Eunice just around the corner uh, then 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 there's Kentucky and and so there's all kinds of things. I mean, you know, there's always the place of ministry. But, but the point of the matter is, is that we are a family and, and we come to support the family. And what God is trying to establish right here in this region we don't want this house ever to be established just on somebody's personality, somebody's character. We're not, we're not building. We wanna build here and we're, we're making the vision clear. What are we doing? We're, we're, we're setting up the expectation for those that are here. Why? So that they know what they're signing up for. You know what you're getting into. Which by the way, everything I'm describing to you this morning is actually 100% New Testament church. You're not coming here to get sermonised. I'm not here to give you three points in a poem. I'm not here to, to, to try and reach you on the level. This house is not trying to reach you on the level of your intellect. We're not trying to impress you. Are you with me? And you know, saying this kind of stuff is not usually the way you're trying to <laughs> gather a people. But but honestly, just here, we are a message. We are a we are a people who are being. Captivated by the living Word of God, not just the letter and the and the, the the theology of the Word of God, but we are being captured and captivated by the Person of Jesus, and the Person of Jesus captivating us as believers will begin to erupt from us in a message. Are you call, a message of the heart? You know when, and I say this often, and I'll say it again: the Apostle Paul. When he was somewhere, in, and we read in the book of Second Corinthians, didn't get up to his audience whether he was speaking to Gentiles, whether he was speaking to the Galatians or the Ephesians or uh, uh, you know, a mixed group of peoples, Gentiles and, 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 uh, and, and Jews alike all altogether. He, he wasn't going, hey, won't you guys open up to the first book of Corinthians, go to chapter 2, look what I said there or he wasn't quoting, uh, you know, yes, he quoted a lot, because how many of you know, uh, the Apostle Paul was an intelligent dude. He was being groomed up to be the next high priest, but even what he knew, he says himself, I count the things that I know as dung. That's a nice word. He counted, the, he counted what he knew as dung in comparison to the mystery of the glory of Jesus Christ, the revelation that he encountered when God knocked him off of that horse, he became blind. God knocked him so hard, he knocked the S off of his, off of his name and put a P in its place and he became the apostle Paul and ended up writing two thirds of the new covenant. And that should be of encouragement to us. Why do I say that? Because he he was the one that wrote two thirds of the new covenant, or the new and the, the the word that we read two thirds of it. He wrote more than the ones that were eyewitnesses of Jesus that were physically with Jesus. He wasn't. What does that mean? That means like, okay, although we have a full revelation that Jesus is alive, seated at the right hand of the Father, that, that we know that, you know, we, we, just like the Apostle Paul, God is giving us a revelation of who He is. But the fact that Paul wasn't an eyewitness like the other disciples that were around him in his everyday life and yet still wrote, more of the new covenant than any of the other disciples. Listen to what I'm saying. That means there's hope for us. If Paul could do it, you can do it. That's what I'm trying to get at. So we wanna, we wanna create the expectation in this house. We want it to be clear that God is raising up lions and lionesses in this house that are gonna roar. And when we start get weird on me, it's okay to say that. Jesus is the Lion of the tribe of Judah and He has a mighty roar of authority that comes and echoes into a region. And guess what? That roar is a roar that He has delegated to us as the church. We, Jesus is not on the throne roaring. Guess what? He roared when He said it is finished. He went and sat down at the right hand of the Father and then delegated that identical roar to you and I. And God is saying it is a season. And it's not that it's never been the season because I hate using the word season. But if I'm going to use it, I'm just going to tell you this. It's not that this revelation has not been available. It's just that there is a sound prophetically that is breaking the barrier of religion that is piercing the darkness, piercing through the religious understanding of men to where the hearts of men are beginning to capture what the Spirit of God is saying and it's causing them to be shaken on the inside of them. Because even as you go out of this place today, something on the inside of you has shifted. Something's changed on the inside. I guarantee it has changed because when sound, when when <laughs> come on, when the sound of truth and the anointing comes that breaks through every barrier, there is nothing you can do about it. It will shake you, it will shake you because when you sit and you hear religion on the inside of you, you're gonna say, I felt something different. They're just texting you. They're also feeling something different right now. But seriously, so, so the expectation, make the vision clear. That is what we are, paving, we are paving a way forward. That is what the future looks like. And what do we do? In other words, God, see, the, the apostolic anointing is an establishing anointing. It is a laying of the foundation. Why? So that the house of God can be established on top of the foundation. How long have we seen the hierarchy? Come on, y'all understand what hierarchy is, right? Let me say it with an American, hierarchy. Now you understood, got it. You didn't know what I was saying before that. So how many of you understand you have this hierarchy thing? If we're gonna make the house a hierarchical thing, we've got the roof and then we've got the walls and then we've got the foundation. But usually the hierarchy that we've come to understand is that, you know, the person on the top, he's, It goes from the top down. The kingdom of God is the exact opposite. And I'm not diminishing the fivefold ministry because we honour the gifts of God. But in terms of how the structure of New Covenant Church, it's not from, it's not this house where the King, King Kong is on the top of the hill and everybody, it's not like it's the exact opposite. What do you think the, the there is there is a, a, a measure of anointings that God has given, given to these fivefold ministers. And they each have a great importance and the apostolic one is, 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 is uh, uh, it's not that it's greater, but it has a different capacity than the others do. But the, the apostolic anointing is a foundation. What part about foundation don't we understand? The foundation is not the roof. The foundation is the floor. In other words, it is a servant ministry, which it's all servant-based ministry. Jesus never came to be served, but He came to serve and give His life as a ransom for many. Every part of the fivefold ministry is a servant ministry. And if you wanna make it hierarchical, then the apostolic anointing needs to be the one that serves the most. (laughs) So the foundation is laid upon the apostolic and the? Prophetic, and then Paul says, Be careful how you build upon that. And Jesus is the chief cornerstone. So the apostolic anointing is the building anointing, but not only the building anointing, the also the anointing that is there to watch over how the building gets built not control how the building gets built. Why He's watching how it gets built is for one reason only, is that He only wants to make sure that in the building of the house, the centrepiece or the centrality of that message is Jesus Christ and Him alone. Nothing you can do, everything that He already did. That's the Gospel. And then we build on that. Because everything there's, we can deviate. How many of you realise that we deviate? The apostolic anointing is to help keep the train on the track. And then the prophetic anointing is there to go into the future and say, this is what you look like, all right? and we pull from the future into our present, what God is declaring what the house looks like in the future and then begins to work with the apostolic anointing in the establishing of that house. So we do now and we get ready now for what God is declaring to us about our future. And God is saying there are lions coming. This is a house of lions. This is a place that is going to be a, where the sound of heaven will not be interrupted by the religion of man, but we're gonna let the flow of God's glory flow how He needs to flow. And oh, we're not trying to be the same as everybody else. We're here on a mission and we're not saying that everybody else is wrong. That's not what we're doing. But I am telling you right now, if we keep on doing what we've always done and expect a different result, we are playing games. Amen. Jesus said, in my Father's house, there are many mansions. (sighs) He's talking about, you know, and then we, you know, that Scripture is just as much for us right now as it is when we step on over into eternity. He says, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not tell you. He's saying, but I know it's so. And then he continues to say, so that, you know, so that where I am, you will be also. Of course, he hasn't descended yet. He hasn't said it is finished. The Holy Spirit hasn't been given to us. So he's saying, so that where I am, you will be also. What I'm about to do is, he says, it's better that I go because the Holy Spirit's going to come to you so that where I am, you can operate also. In my father's house there are many mansions. Now let's just go ahead, if you will. I'm just going to throw a prophetic edge on that scripture this morning. Is that God has a mansion of a call and a gift and capacity for every one of your lives and 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 making use. In other words, look at it from the from the aspect of this point. God is saying there's something big that I have for you, and it's not just available for you once you're on the other side. What are you going to do with it on the other side when? He He's given you purpose on this side to manifest in your life here in the now and what we're saying is Jesus has a ministry that says in my Father's house there are many mansions and I'm here to tell you apostolically here apostolically in this house there are many mansions and are there is room for the mansions that are in your heart are there is room for the mansions of the gift and call that God has for your life to go and operate unhindered. The only Time we'll ever get involved is when you're going off into some heresy. Come on. And what we're saying to you here today in this house, let it be abundantly clear to you. It is not just men and women of God that are coming up with beautifully well put together sermons. And there is a lot of talent and gift and we can do that if we want to. But what you will hear is that this person named Jesus that is described in this world, that in this Word that has been revealed to us through the early church, that now is becoming alive to us in the form of revelation. So it's not just the letter, it is the person that is being formed in us. So when we get up, behind the pulpit and it's not just about pulpit ministry but if so be it even if it is in the pulpit that when we get up and we begin to decree it is not coming from a letter but it is coming from a life that has been apprehended by the one that they have discovered through revelation in the Word of God. And that has power in it. That is a transporter of the kingdom. I'm talking about you now have become a kingdom carrier because outside of that, it's just theology. It's just another book that you read. And so much of the church is full of that in this region. What else do you want? And I'm not just talking about this region. I'm not just shouting because I'm excited. I'm passionate about Jesus and seeing Him move in a region. We have to shift from the area of timidity into understanding who we are in God and be going over into the place, I am who God says I am. and not be ashamed because people might think you're arrogant. I am who God says I am. I can do what He says I can do. I will be what He says I can be. Come on now, somebody. I know you're quite quiet in this house this morning, but I can tell you that the Spirit, I just see, in the, let me just tell you right now, in the Spirit, there is a cloud of God hovering over every one of your heads. And as you are hearing the sound of the Word of God, I see spiritual deposits being dropped on you. I see an army. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. I see an army. Yes. Come on, man. Aren't you tired of religion? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm. Look, that's part of it, is that in order for me to be able to come out and say, I am. Because he is. If I can come out and begin to walk and say, I am because He is. But then I can just go on into the I am. But then people will say, oh, you arrogant. Who do you think you are? I am, but you don't understand. I am because He is. Why? Because let me just tell you, I'm telling you right now, I don't go looking for persecution. I promise you, I don't wake up in the morning going, I just pray that I get persecuted today. Oh God, that you would per- help find somebody that would perse- please Jesus, uh, help, help me to be persecuted. Listen, we face persecuted persecution and the time is coming and, and it's not now. I know when the Lord will release me. Well, I'll share some other things that, 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 that we've been through. There's a time and a season for all of that. But suffice it to say, I remember in early 2010 and I might've shared this maybe on one or two occasions, but, but I remember I was in my house in Brandon, Florida. April was out and I began to pray in the spirit and all of a sudden I had groanings that came forth from my spirit, which was just beyond anything I've ever experienced. It was freaking me out. So I ran to the closet inside of the bathroom, closed the door, had my clothes all around me, took a towel, put the towel in my face, like I was trying to isolate the sound coming out of my voice just in case my neighbours thought I was crazy. That's exactly what happened. You know, it's, it is, it's hilarious, but it's true. And so here I am just wailing into this towel and my head's going, what is going on? I'm wailing, my head's going, what is going on? What's going on? And I'm like, okay, calm down, just calm down. And I'm just wailing into this towel on my face. Some of you are looking at me strange right now. This really took place. And I'm weeping my guts out. And I said, Lord, what is this? And he says, <laughs> he says something that changed me in the most profound way. And I can tell you that I stand here by the grace of God because of one sentence that the Holy Spirit, because I don't think that had the Lord came and visited me in that measure that day, I would be able to stand here today. I'd probably be out of the ministry, maybe even dead. I don't know. And I said, Lord, what is this? And He said to me, the Spirit of God said this just so softly. He he said to me, He said, I'm removing the pain of the future out of you in advance. (laughs) and the storms that emerged over the years after that event were pretty monumental and we've seen many who have gone through similar things not make it. But not only did He do that for me, but when we were in the middle of the storm, the grace of God was sufficient because as soon as the storm hit, the Holy Spirit took me right back to the closet and I knew everything would be okay, I'm gonna get through this. And from that I was able to draw strength from heaven and there was just a grace to continue to march on to where people that would be considered my enemies that I would never want to sit down with, I will gladly sit down, greet them with a holy kiss, eat lunch with them and have no unforgiveness in my heart. But not only did God grace me with that ability and that anointing, but it helped me to help my wife. That anointing was impartable to help my wife and I walk through some seasons. Are you with me? Why am I even talking about this? Is because I'm telling you right now, I'm not, like I said, I don't wake up looking for persecution. I'm not afraid of persecution and I'm not afraid to shut my mouth for anybody so that Jesus will not be exalted. I will not surrender or I will not bow my knee to the spirit of religion. No matter what region we go to, I am not subject to any city or territorial demon. As far as I'm concerned, when I walked in here, we came in with the prevailing power. Either what's on the inside of us is greater than what's in the region or we are serving another God from some other Bible because that's not the God that I read about in my Bible. I am not subject to that. In fact, we come here and we release the sound of heaven and we pierce through the darkness and there is the sound coming forth and we will not be intimidated by any religious demons in this region. Because we'll never get the job done. Hello. (laughs) Woo, glory to God. I just wanna be used by the Lord. And we have a body of believers that just wanna be used by the Lord so that God can be glorified. That's it. And also to stand and be strong for a bunch of people that are gonna be free. Amen? All right, we're almost done here. I didn't get into what I was wanting to talk about yet. But we are making the vision very clear. Because even through, you know, however long here we've had people come in and just want to sniff around. I wonder what's happening there. They sent in like a spa to go back to wherever they came from. Well, don't you know? Sniff around and tell them to be intimidated. Tell them to be very afraid. Come on. They can sniff around and tell them to be very afraid because we're gonna let the glory of God loose here. And if they're not gonna jump on board, then it's all gonna fall apart. Come on, that's what we need to hear. That's what this region needs to hear. That's the sound that we need to be releasing over a region. And that's not coming from the attitude of arrogance. I'm not, I promise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody is needed in the kingdom. And we're gonna make room for, for, for those to, to have a voice, that their hands can, can lay hands, that their voice can, that the, the prophetic word of the Lord can come forth. That's why, you know, look, and I'm just telling you, we just have to get ready because God is having me tell, make the vision clear so that, the exp- so that we know what we're signing up for. And this is exciting because we're going to live we're going to be a church that lets the power of God move how novel what a novelty where other people can get up and prophesy and 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 as the lord leads and and and, and you know we build relationship with people we build relationship what a novel idea it is Or is that the way we should have been doing church all along? Hallelujah. But so I believe that the Lord is speaking. Make the vision clear. And the Lord is speaking this way to us because He's wanting us to be ready for what is already... It's not about to happen, it's already been released and God is getting us ready to tap into what has already, the sound's already been released, the trumpet has been blown, the prophetic decree has been made and all we're doing is hearing, listening, decreeing, speaking and making and posturing ourselves with the expectation of heaven to see what God's gonna do. And, and, and I, I can tell you that there has been a serious shift. Even in my perspective, there's been a shift and there is, there is such a clarity that has come on what that looks like. That I've, and it's been there the whole time. I've just, it's just like, it's just hasn't been as clear as what it is right now. Oh, and it's just so amazing. Most people would be freaking out with what I see in the Spirit. Freaking out in this sense because they feel that they would lose absolute control. And I'm wanting to go there. I'm wanting to go there at the risk of losing it all. But I know God is faithful, so it won't happen. because we get intimidated by, well, this one's got a powerful gift and we can't let them to flow to him. No, that's not kingdom language. And then we also have to understand that the correction, remember this, that apostolic anointing keeps the ship steering in the right direction. And some people might get a, don't just, don't get a big head. Don't get a big head. Don't become arrogant when God uses you, be humble. Because we'll tell you to be very humble very quickly. No, 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 no. Look, we wanna go here, but we need to be able to accept correction where we need to be corrected. You know what the Bible says when we refuse the chastisement of the Lord or the chastening of the Lord, he calls us bastards. I didn't make that up, that's in the Bible. Illegitimate bastards. And I don't like to use the word, but it's there in the Bible. So I'm not cussing at anybody here. So when we begin to go there and we allow people, some people, you know, they think that they're all that in a bag of chips. No, just remember where you came from. You, had, you were nothing without Jesus. And now you, you, you started out being nothing for Jesus and you knew it. Now all of a sudden you think you're shush. Shusher, shusher. Sure, sure, sure. Repent. What does that mean by repent? It's oh God. Yeah, you can do that if you want to. But when I tell you to repent, just stop thinking that stupid, idiotic, demonic thought. Change your mind, humble yourself and get right back into the flow because God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Grace flows through those that are humble. You just let God build you up. Let's go there together. Let God build you up, but always stay humble. And what does humble look like? Just never forget that it's all about Jesus. You, you. there's nothing, if you're anointed, it's not because you fasted for 40 days, five times in 2022. You don't fast to get more anointed. You are already anointed. If anything, when you are fasting, it's helping you to get rid of all the frequencies out of your life so that you can tap into what's on the inside of you already. All right, are we, are we hearing you? So we don't, we, don't, we don't play games of, we're not playing those games of, oh, you know, because, you know, that's, and I'm just saying, that's another sound that we're emitting from this house because people have been duped and conned. You look at these ministers behind the pulpit and look, there's no disrespect, not at all. They're anointed of God and they might have wonderful prayer disciplines. But the problem is if we don't tell them that we're sitting there looking at these people and we're thinking in order for me to be just like that, I've got to do exactly what they're doing and that is a religious lie. And then we feel like we'll never measure up. And then we sit in the pew and we remain a pew warmer. And that's the opposite of the kingdom. (laughs) I made a statement on Facebook and I'm gonna kind of seal the deal. I made a Facebook post the other, the apostolic anointing will preach you out of your seat into your destiny. The religious voice will preach you to stay stuck in your seat so that we can have a bigger organisation so we can show the other people out there how big we are. Hear he, hear he today. You have heard the truth from near and far. <laughs> that's what the Lord said to me when I came here when I was in prayer I saw it very boldly He said to me and He showed me in the a vision there was a conversation going on and I had these people come to me and say who sent you? and the Lord said tell them that I am sent you And then I found myself saying, but by what spirit do you come? So all I'm doing is I'm resting in the word of the I am that sent me. Do we have people that we're connected with? Absolutely. And I'm not being arrogant, but the people that I'm connected with can run circles around anybody in this entire city and what God's done through their lives. So the point is you come, you hear the spirit of truth today, go in the power and the might of the Holy Spirit. The I am is with you. And the sound of heaven goes with you. The impartation of God's spirit goes with you. Amen? Amen. And then for all those others out there, you can go ahead and tell them, y'all better be afraid. Go no go ahead. I'm am ta- actually I'm I, I'm a- please go go. We need to cause some turbulence in the atmosphere. It's okay. All right, praise God. Are y'all okay today? You doing all right? Praise the Lord. You glad you came to church? Hallelujah! Every one of you. How many of you saved in this house today? I can tell everybody saved as can be, so I'm not gonna go into every head bound, every eye closed right now. And and we'll do lots of that, I guarantee you, because where we're going, we're gonna we're gonna see a harvest of souls. Amen. And we want them, and when they get saved here, they're gonna get saved and fall in. We're just gonna point them to the love of the Father, the redemptive work of what Abba did for us, just so that we could come and fellowship and be reconciled to him and what he did. He sent Jesus, and we, you know, they're gonna. What a great foundation to start on. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, well, if anybody needs prayer, We'll have, I'll be here and others will be here to pray with you. Um, But other than that, be blessed, go in the power of the Spirit. Oh, and then before you go, for those of you watching online also quickly, uh, go to www.destinyrevivalministries.com. There is a Give button or... Click give and it'll take you to a place where you can give safely and securely. For those of you that are in the house, we have the offering basket all the way to the side. There are envelopes, just simply write out, fill in your information. If you are writing out cheques, make your cheques out to DRM, Destiny Revival Ministries. Or you can write, if you enjoy writing, please go ahead and write it in full. Destiny Revival Ministries, just giving you the easy way out and then just pop your envelope in there in the back and uh, give as the Lord leads you, amen? amen. But at least pray about, pray about what He wants you to do, amen? Hallelujah. Come on, let's give Jesus a shout of praise. Hallelujah. God bless you, love you all, be blessed. Hallelujah, let's crank, up, crank it up. Yeah, yeah, okay, hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. it's nothing, it's nothing uh... crazy. I just wanted to let y'all...